What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 369 of Geeks and Race Podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about remasters we don't need. It's not a zombie if it's not dead yet, Sony. Just saying. Uh, the definitive Karate Kid and Star Wars fans actually being happy about something for once. No way. We'll get into it. Uh, before we do that, we are going to have two more podcasts. The last podcast will be recorded on the 11th of December, and then, so the last one will be released the 14th is what that would be, right? No, 13th. Yes. 13th. 13th. Yeah. Uh, that yep. Wednesday. Uh, we're going to take just a month break, uh, enjoy Christmas and New Year's and all of that good stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll be back after that. But you got two more weeks with us, so so hang in there uh, before the season. We don't have seasons, but before the season's over. Yeah. Yeah. We've never done like a, there's no, there's no re- recorded season for sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but we usually take a, a few weeks off in the uh, the month of December, just be, spend time with family and all that. Yeah, work, um, now that I work retail, uh, <laughs> it's like I yeah. don't know what I could be prepared for, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've done this once already, <laughs> but this year I don't know if it's going to get busier or not, so. Well, we will get yeah. into the video games we've been playing. LJ, uh, what you got? Yeah, so I've been uh, hitting the backlog a bit. Um, nice. And so I've been playing the first Alan Wake because I was very surprised that Alan Wake 2 got on like the Game of the Year nomination list. Um, and I've heard it's really good. I mean, I, I've heard that it... I don't, I don't don't think I've ever heard anybody say like, oh yeah, this is a Game of the Year contender. But I've heard it's really good. So I'm like, alright, cool. Let me go back and play the first one. The first one's been sitting in my, in my backlog. And um, it's... It's very of the era, 360, you know, gameplay shooting mechanic uh, gimmick. You have to shine the light at these, like, they're not zo- they're <laughs> they're not zombies. They're, like, these, like, weird dark, like, creatures that are, like, these people. They're, like, inf- they're, like, corrupted, like, dark versions of people that are, like, chasing you. They're, like, axe murderer kind of things that are coming after you all the time. But you basically shine the light at them until they, like, go like that or whatever. And then you can shoot them and actually like, kill them. So they're, like dark beings or whatever um it might literally be just like a figurative thing of like darkness because in the second one i'm told that alan wake is in he's stuck in what's called the dark place so i assume this is what that's gonna lead into um that's literally what they call i heard i hear the as many times as they mentioned the dark place you can turn that into a drinking game probably in the second one um oh no (laughs) so um i've heard it's good but the first one is is good it's 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 fun um so yeah i'm definitely gonna try to finish that um and then play the second one um the other thing i kind of got back into randomly i think it's because me and my brother got back into it and also i kind of dropped off mortal kombat 1 really hard but i've been playing street fighter 6 again which has been really cool um this has also got me thinking like you know i really did enjoy spider-man 2 but I thought for sure, like, I was like, oh, Spider-Man 2 is going to be my game of the year. I already know it. And then when it came out, I'm like, okay, this is still really good. But I don't think it's my game of the year. I think Street Fighter 6 is my game of the year. Hey. Um, I've just had so much fun with it. I've been back to it multiple times since then. Um, it's gotten a lot of casual fans into 
Street Fighter. I never thought like so I knew I'd probably be you know I'd probably compete and I'd probably do like a local tournament for some game probably Tekken or something. But if if I if somebody told me a year ago uh, that I was gonna go to a Street Fighter Six tournament, I'd be like, ha, that's funny. Um, but that's what I did this year. So it's just it has that impact, or it's definitely a moment in my life where I'm like, oh wow, like this is the time I actually like did something like that. And so, yeah. um, cool. I mean, I did that Evo online one at Tekken, but it just was not with Tekken. But it was just not the same. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's really neat. Um, it still holds up a lot. I'm waiting for. I think there's one or two more DLC characters that I'm waiting for. So I'm still going to be playing that. And I think even Tekken comes out in January. Um, Tekken 8, so... Yeah, Street Fighter 6, is, I think, is definitely my game of the year over Spider-Man, I've decided, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Cool. What about you, Shelly? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing new. <laughs> uh, I think I maybe have successfully avoided the Steam sale. I think I was just too busy with Thanksgiving, and I, I was visiting family and stuff, Ooh. so... I kind Did of it actually the end? Steam sale was happening, and then I looked, and I was like, you know... All these games would be nice, but I'm so backlog golf pilled that I'm like, no, I'm not gonna buy any new games. I have games I'm playing, and the two games I'm playing, to be fair, are very long games, um, and games that I'll be essentially replaying at some point. I mean, Baldur's Gate three. Daniel and I are already talking about our next playthrough, but <laughs> we are still playing Baldur's Gate three. We are we are like superficially in Act three at this point. We're like in the city, which is cool, and I won't say anything more other than, oh my gosh, the PS5 cannot handle being in the city. Act mm-hmm. one and two, I mean, there were glitches, uh, but I just it's uh, the poppins are a little crazy in uh, <laughs> in this part, just popping in the buildings and the people. It's kind of intense. Uh, it's not too, too bad. Like, I've seen worse, but it's a little not great. And, like, loading, things are loading really slowly. The game doesn't... That's wild. It's having a hard time when one of us are... One of us is at camp, and one of us is out running around, which it never really used to be much of an issue. Like, even if someone is doing inventory and the other person isn't, like, already, that slows the game down, like, a lot. And I don't know if it's from a patch. I don't know if it's just because there's so many physical objects on the screen in this last section it could be the case uh but it's also slightly reminiscent of how i'm feeling about act three in general too there's just so many things to do which is you know you'd think would be a good thing but i think for me i've already you know almost 100 hours into this game and i kind of just want to finish the game but there's so many quests to sort of wrap up and finish up and do so i might we may be like just prioritizing the companion quests and then just be the game. I don't know. We'll see. It seems like every building you walk into has something important. Every person you talk to has something important. And I have the like, oh, I don't want to miss out and not do this thing. But also, I don't know if I care that much. It's like, maybe maybe a little burnout. I don't know. <laughs> Game's still fun for sure. It's just like, I don't know. This Act 3 is like, it's just huge. And we've only like scratched the surface. I, I already know. Because everyone I've talked to says it's even bigger than Act 1, and Act 1 was already huge. Act 2 was great, in my opinion, because (laughs) it was very straightforward, and it was very plot-centric, and there wasn't a lot of side content, which I think a lot of people are just like, yeah, it's kind of the worst, because there's not a lot of things you could do. And whereas me, I'm like, ah, it's straight to the point. It's very clear what you're supposed to do. It's awesome in that Mm -hmm. way. So, I don't know, maybe I get overwhelmed with choice or something, but... 
definitely still playing that game. And playing Persona 3. Uh, I am far, far past where I used to be at this point, which is great. I am like... I, I mean, I don't really know how far in I am. I like to think I'm over halfway, but I don't really know. There's a certain number of shadows you have to be. It's people who know this game know what I'm talking about. And I think I have like three left. And so I don't know. And generally speaking, how the game has been working is you fight one of those big shadows every month because it goes off the moon cycle, which I think is really cool because, I mean, every Persona game has their sort of unique way of controlling Mm -hmm. time and restricting time you know persona 5 you have the 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 palace thing where it's like oh this if you don't um complete the palace by this time then you're gonna get expelled or something like something external is gonna happen and you need to have the thing done you have to change the person's heart before then in persona 4 if there was a very defined oh we go by the weather because we know that someone dies the day before fog comes out. And so we can look at the weather and notice, hey, it's good. there's mm-hmm. going to be fog scheduled this day. So we know we need to wrap this thing up before then. Whereas this game, in Persona 3, it's like super duper, not wishy-washy at all. It is always the full moon every month, as far as we could tell. I mean, maybe things will change at the end game. But I think that's really cool. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's hindsight bias i love persona 5 royal but i feel like these games are getting better (laughs) as i as i play them like at this point i think persona 4 golden might still be my favorite at this point if you were to ask me on the spot but persona 3's story really is really good so far and the characters just really different feel super different feel all the games have very different feels which i also love so Mm -hmm. anyway also, please be the female protagonist of Persona, at least if you're a girl. It's it's great. It's the best, <laughs> in my opinion. I just need more female protagonists, especially in Persona games, because mm. every Persona game has, every Atlas game, I swear, has um, fan service syndrome. There's just, I there's just fan service parts I, that I hate, and it's in every game. But at least in this game. Because you're a woman and you're the one getting objectified, it almost makes it better because then you could you could call them out, be like, "Hey, you're being weird." And I'm like, "Thank goodness." I never liked being on the other end of that, being a guy, and all the guys are like sipping for the girls and being like, "Oh, you know, we're at the beach, we're doing a, you know, everyone's in swimsuits, or like everyone's we're at the spa. This is great." I just hated. They were the worst scenes ever. So at least now I get to be with the ladies. And I get to, to support them and support myself and, and stand up for myself a little bit. I don't know. It seems weird. Like, I wouldn't want to be the one getting objectified, but I think I'm the one. Uh, I think I just can relate. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I need Persona to bring back female protagonists because I I think it's Persona 2 or 2.5. Uh, mm. There's a female protagonist, but I haven't played it. Not yet. So anyway, just have a really good experience with the games, but. Uh, they're just gonna take forever, and they have been taking forever, and maybe that's another reason why I don't really feel the need to buy new games, because these games are just taking a long time, and eventually I know I'm gonna buy Reload, probably not when it comes out, but eventually I'm gonna buy Reload, and then it's just me playing Persona 3 again, and I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> but if I save money, maybe it's not for the best. But anyway, that's, um, that's all I'm playing. Cool. Cool. I have finished, um, Horizon Forbidden West. And then for some reason, bought it's the done. DLC last night. How uh, long did it take you? Or do you remember how many hours you had? 
I didn't look at the hours on it. Um, oh. But I've been playing since July, so... No, that's why I mean. August, I'm like, dang. August. <laughs> See, that's yeah. why I still need to play that game and finish Ghost. All the games I play are so long, and it's... I just... I don't need new games. Anyway, yeah, I do, do, do 100% Ghost of Tsushima eventually. I still feel oh, like that's, like, the really one. Cool. It's so massive, too. Like, I beat it. The but... side quests in this were really cool, but they were, like, not as satisfying, so I don't think you need to, like do everything i did <laughs> if that makes it any easier and less intimidating because i don't think the story itself is very long it's just uh yeah i played so many side missions the side missions were good nice some of them made me real real sad uh some good story driven stuff the ending is very predictable uh, and mm. that was kind of unfortunate uh. they had a twist twist is i'm glad was that they a did a twist twist it's a predictable twist yeah, yeah. um i'd set up for a sequel uh and now i'm kind of excited for this dlc i don't know why i bought the dlc like i don't need to play any more of this game <laughs> i've played so many side quests and this is all this is gonna be is more side quests um <laughs> but it's burning shores and there's a hollywood side aloy's yeah. going to hollywood i was I, like i gotta i really want to see somebody just play it you know so that way like because you know that's i'm from southern california i'm from that area so it'd be uh -huh. cool if like there's like the Santa Monica Pier, which is like the most famous pier, you know, one of the most famous piers in Southern yeah. California. So it's like, or like Venice Beach or whatever. Like, I just want to see what they do with a post-apocalyptic, like Southern California. I think it'd be so cool. I'm hoping, I think Disneyland's in El in San Diego, right? Uh, it's in Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they would have Disneyland, but I want a theme park. I think that would be really cool to like see Ayla come across they would probably do like a movie themed one like universal studios because universal studios is closer mm. it's yeah, literally okay. in it's literally in hollywood um, right oh perfect I, yeah. yeah i don't know theme parks right but i think that would be so cool to like yeah. see the roller coasters coming out of the you ground you could literally and... drive to you could literally go into it's not like orlando close but it's like you could literally go to universal and drive in an hour maybe four to five minutes and then end up at disneyland if you want that's cool crazy yep. uh so i'm gonna play that and then i'll get into cyberpunk um when i'm done with it but nice i'm almost nervous to get back into cyberpunk because it's been so long <laughs> and that was part of the reason i bought it was i was like i'm in it now i might as well get it done i keep hearing i should just restart it and i'm like i don't want to do that but i've probably oh, such a drag be... there's no way i know i've played so much of that first one and i know i'm probably not close to even beating it but it's just like i've done so much work already yeah uh that's all that I've been playing. I just, I finally finished it. Um, nice. I wish I knew the hours off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, it had to be done. There was more to do, and I was just like, I can't do more. <laughs> it had to be done. Um, yeah. The, the missions are so similar uh, in gameplay. I was just like, um, that's why I'm starting with the DLC. I'm like, am I going to enjoy this DLC? Or did I just give myself a chore? <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out. Um, yeah. What's going on in the gaming world, LJ? Yeah. Um,. So while we're um, talking about Sony um, stuff, I'm just going to move. Actually, wait, this is all Sony. What am I saying? Um, so I was like, oh, wait. Um, so um, the voice actor who plays Venom in the Spider-Man 2 video game uh, has said, I guess he said at a convention recently, that they've only used 10% of his dialogue that he recorded. So that's leading to speculation of... Venom DLC. Um, and then... 
Um, yeah, so I think it's it's interesting um, that that they would do this. I think it would make sense. There are things that like there are things that like um, tease like carnage and stuff. Obviously, it's like a symbiote thing. So if they somehow did like uh, maybe maybe brought carnage into it as early as the DLC, I think that would be cool. Um, mm -hmm. Spider Man Two is already so ambitious with all the villains and everything going on that I feel like it was a lot. Like I was kind of like it kind of was a little overwhelming by the end of, of things without saying too much. Um, but I feel like there's definitely stuff in the game that teases that um, Carnage is going to be a thing. Um, Venom would be dope. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and I don't want to spoil things, but Venom. Yeah. The voice actor for Venom, there really he doesn't have many lines. He doesn't talk that he really much. Doesn't, in the game. But when he does, though, it's, it's, it's good. great. It's really good. So that's why yeah. I'm like I'm excited yeah. to hear if, if there is more. I'm just hoping that it's not something where they changed their their you know plan with Venom halfway through and they ended up using some of his lines. That's why I hope doesn't happen. Or yeah. isn't the case. I hope all of that can be used, or at least some of it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably could have very well been scrapped stuff, too. True, I mean, that's um, normal, but... This is just speculation, though, but I, I'd be about it. I'd, I'd totally be about it. Um, there are... I, there's something special to me, like, about, like, every Spider-Man game where you get to play as Venom. Like, I know it's not been done before, but I'm like, yeah. Like, this feels like a good... Like, a part of... This, it feels like the part of every like almost series like there's definitely been like three or four games now where i'm just like that's such a cool moment for me um since playing this old beat-em-up maximum carnage beat-em-up as a kid i thought it was so cool it's basically like a spider-man beat-up ga beat up game that was like streets of rage or double dragon and about there's like i think two levels in the old game it's like oh who do you want to play as now and so you can the moment where like as a kid as like maybe eight-year-old kid maybe seven where it's like, oh, you could be Venom too. What? Like, so I just like, ah, it's it's so cool. Just give me give me more Venom. I'm I'm here for it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then um, the next piece of news uh, is Naughty Dog related, and there is a Last of Us Two remaster coming. Um, Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's it feels it, it, it's pretentious. It's because the show is coming out, guys. It's because the show was successful. No, that's why we got Last of Us part remaster, remaster. Yeah, part one. Well, season two is coming. They're going to start filming season two, I think, in like January or February. Just, or something. No, it's not it's how it works, Sony. I know, I know. Greed and pretentiousness. Like, you can say all you want. Yeah. Oh, well, we wanted to, you know, release our game with the highest <laughs> settings, the highest. That yeah. changes like monthly, you know. Microsoft like that changes patches. so often how how tech 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 technology just in general graphics yes. in general oh, yeah. change so often, and it's, so does that mean you're gonna release another one when the PS6 comes out or whatever? Right? It's I don't probably another Last of Us remaster. It's like you don't deserve it. Part one. I'm gonna say it. It's not deserved. So they're gonna do part yeah. one and two, but all in one game. Yeah, they would. <laughs> They would. They will. The collection. Yeah. The Last of Us collection. I, saw, I just saw Cody's gears turning like, yeah? Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. They will. It, it just feels pretentious for like, collection. oh, like, well, it needs to, we're yeah. such a, 
great game that we need to be experienced on the highest, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm yeah. like, your game already, the original game already looks just fine. Like, it looks so, wonderful. Yeah. It looks amazing. Like, it's funny because it. they did this with Uncharted 4 um, for PS5 and the upgrade path. Yes, there's an upgrade path. That's $10. $10. Um, yeah, and so <sighs> apparently, I guess there is like some new content here. There's like some graphical updates. Apparently, there's like a new roguelike mode they did or something. Which I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. Um, knowing me, I might check it out just because I'm you know, dumb like that. Uh, why not of, make part three? Yeah, it'd be kind of hard to do. A lot of, but... a lot of like indie games that I know and love, <sighs> the developers will just release free DLC. Yep. They'll release free updates <laughs> that add yep. as free. much as this. Yeah, it's just patch free. the game. Yep. Just patch the game. A new mode, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, uh, while their patches haven't necessarily been super content-based, they've put a ton of stuff in these patches. They've done lots of fixes. Yeah. They've done lots of added dialogue options, added, like, a ton of, like, not necessarily new gameplay per se, but all I'm saying is it's possible, and that's all free. They're doing it all free, by the way, because they're just patches. I just... <laughs> It's I'll, like ten dollars doesn't sound like a lot because it's yeah. like, well, it's not having to buy the sixty dollar game again. It's like, yeah, but you already own the stupid game. There's barely any changes. Like it should be. <laughs> yeah. should, like I was already kind of miffed with Ghost of Tsushima. I didn't want to have to like I had just bought the game, and then like a month later they released their new fancy version for PS5, and I was yeah. like, well, I guess I'll get it because I want. I was so tired of. Like, yeah. I needed this. I needed it in Japanese, and I needed the lip syncing to be Japanese. I was going insane hearing <laughs> Japanese with English mouth movements. Yeah, I was going crazy. Like, it's just not, <laughs> I hated it. So, and I did not want to listen to English. So, that was honestly my biggest reason to get this the remaster. But I remember I was even upset having to pay because I'm like, there's barely any changes in this. Like it. Right. Looks like it's slightly bit better frame. Even on the PS5 and... before that director's cut update came out, I was like, oh. I mean, I guess I didn't have like a PS4 Pro at the time, you know, when I got a well, PS5. It's gorgeous, and it, it was, was still it? like gorgeous and and like ran just, smooth. It's just annoying. Like, yeah. come on, release a free update. Like, be, yeah. stop being greedy. Like, I mean, that's Microsoft, what I mean. It's like Microsoft indie just devs patches all their stuff. Yeah, Microsoft too. Like, so many other people. It's like have no problem. You literally, uh, whenever yeah. I got the Series X S, and then I plugged in my like my hard drive with a bunch of original stuff on it, mm-hmm. they basically gave me the option. It's like, oh, your game has a next gen upgrade. Do you want to like install the update? And I was like, heck yes. Um, that's all they need to do. Um, yeah, the sad part is, is that everything I kind of like we joked about already happened with Uncharted Four. <laughs> So even yeah. before that, they up even before that they had the Nathan Drake collection, which was PS3 games anyway. So they up they up to those to four. Um, sure, you didn't make your stuff backwards compatible, but it's like okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. But then they did Uncharted Four, which is also like it's those are older games, Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy. They actually put those together <laughs> into a collection, and it's funny because Uncharted Lost Legacy was supposed to, was started out as Uncharted Four DLC anyway. And they made that like a lower budget like sequel or like spinoff. Yeah. So I was like, I think it's funny that they've already, you know, they, for a, a game that was, again, looked and played amazingly, they're like, oh, we're going to put out this remaster. And then yeah. they did the same thing for 10 bucks too. I think that's Sony's um, 
upgrade path, like no matter what. So like let's say you get a PS4, let's say you got a PS4 and you played Horizon Forbidden West or God of War Ragnarok. When you get a PS5, I think you still have to pay that ten dollar fee to upgrade. Yep. Yep. Which is dumb. Yeah. It's just. Yep. It's just annoying. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I don't know. Comparing how the way Sony treats games versus Microsoft treats games versus like Nintendo treats games. Yeah. It's all just weird. All of them have problems. They're all kind of weird, but like, eh, I don't know. I I don't like this. Because Nintendo also will just like do free patches all the time. Yeah. Or DLC. It's not, there's no in between. It's either free patches and free updates that usually have a lot of good stuff in it. Or it's a DLC that you're expected to pay for because it's paid DLC. And that's fine. I think it's it's like this, like, um, I, I don't know what Sony, I don't, I don't know what I could compare Sony to, but I feel like. Nintendo is like that ice cream truck that comes around like once at, once in a while in your neighborhood and wants to sell you the same thing and you're just like oh I'm still gonna buy this, and then yeah. Microsoft <laughs> is like Microsoft is like that cool uncle that just like bribes your favorite developer or something like here here's money like yeah <laughs> you know? I do want to mention I just thought about this though uh, we can't forget that Switch when it came out they just remastered everything on the Wii U that was good. They did, and still charge. Actually, yeah, and they charge full oh, price. Full price. Never mind. I hate yep. them still. You're right. <laughs> Pokin that, and uh, Mario Kart was a big one. They're the same with remasters. You're right, and they don't even really. That, that's why I said they're like the, they're like the ice cream truck that comes by every now and then. You're still gonna get that when you're a kid. You're still gonna get the ice cream that's got the googly gumball eyes. That's all messed up, you know. But on the other hand, with that, it was like. Those Wii U games probably didn't port well. They probably actually had to put work into them. Right. And then they never really did. Uh, like, no one played them on the Wii U. So, like, people didn't buy these anyways. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of it. Uh, we do got the Game Awards coming up. And so I think that's been most of the debate is all the Game Awards and stuff. So When is which, the Game Awards again? Ooh, that's actually on the 7th. The 7th. Okay. So that's Thursday. I believe we are doing, again, I think we are doing something that night um, on on our Twitch cool. channel. I haven't seen otherwise. Um, so, yeah, should be awesome. Cool. We'll get into uh, the movies then. Uh, I... Shelly, you didn't watch any movies, right? <laughs> No, well, technically I did, but nothing to talk about. I just watched <laughs> Beyond uh, or Across the Spider Verse for like the third or fourth time. That's yeah. <laughs> still makes it better. It's way. good. Still, That's awesome. So good. I love it. I like showed my friends and family, and I forgot to tell them that there's gonna be a third one. <laughs> I also didn't know when I watched it, so I was like, "No, you get to suffer." And you well, get they, to. <laughs> I think we did. We just didn't know it was gonna end like that. Like we didn't know it was gonna be straight up like. I yeah, mean, I I didn't know there was going to be a third one in general, but because they anyway. they started it as a, it was going to be across the Spider Verse Part One and Part Two. I didn't I, know st- I still didn't think that it was going to like just be like the boom. way it ended though. Is and crazy. Uh, anyway, yep. that's all. That's all. Uh, <laughs> I watched a couple different things. Uh, first of all, John Wick Four finally. Yes. And it was good. We were going to watch the Extraction Two. On Netflix, yeah. and I literally yep. started the movie up, and he was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It's kind of like Netflix's version of John Wick." And then <laughs> paused for a second and was like, "We never watched John Wick four. Let's do that instead." So we wouldn't yeah. pay for it on Amazon. <laughs> so nice. I've not seen Extraction two. 
Um, but John Wick is so fun. The Japanese yes. uh, setting is so cool. The cyberpunk going on. Uh, loved it. Uh, love cyberpunk. Uh, that universe makes no sense. It doesn't, but that's like the best part of it. Like, is yeah. <laughs> I read a thing because I wanted to know. Uh, for those who haven't watched these movies, it, watch the like the crowd around these fights when there are crowds, and they don't respond at all. Uh, they just like go about their day while people are like jumping over have, cars. Have, and stuff. have you ever played a fighting game? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. like a fighting game. Like, oh, we're just gonna sit here in the background and do stuff. Like, they're literally just going fight. about their day. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed <laughs> it the worst when they were so. There, there's a scene. Uh, not to get too much more, where they're in a club. And there are people dancing, and they're literally like killing each other around these people who are just continue to dance, and they will like sh- shimmy out of the way <laughs> when they need to. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "What is going?" On? So I looked it up, and I want because I wanted an explanation. I was like, "They can't just be." Uh, and so it's it's can't like head cannon. It's, it's not uh, necessarily proven, um, but the the theory is that uh, there is kind of like an unspoken rule in their world that as long as you don't interact. With the assassins, you won't get killed. But yeah, and interacting sense. with them would be a reason that you would die. So you just because everybody's a dang assassin. It feels like in those movies. Yeah, uh, there will be like forty assassins in a city for no reason. Yep, yep. You don't need forty assassins in <laughs> a city. An assassin. Yeah, ideally, you just only have like one or two. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm done. Ideally, we don't need any assassins. Yeah, <laughs> but... no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, it, they really go to show that, like, they have, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a past movie, so I don't spoil anything, but they'll just do, like, a call-out for assassins, and then there's swarms of people that are just trained killers for no That's reason. That's like, when the excommunicado, oh, crap, he's done. If yeah. You, if you get banned from the, from the, like, whatever League of Assassins it is, like, you're done. You're, you're... There are no other careers for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Also, there's got to be way more money flow in this world than uh, because like Ooh, they're all yeah. making hundreds of thousands of dollars off killing, but there's nobody to kill. They're just killing each other. There's got to be the economy's whack in that movie, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, sure is. I was <laughs> I was way overthinking it watching it, some of the they scenes. They progressively those movies get progressively more like cheese cheese ball, and I love it. Like, yeah, yeah, they lean into I, it. I was blown. I was like, "Why is anyone reacting?" So I started like deep diving and why they're not reacting. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other movie that I watched is *Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes*, and that's the prequel nice. to uh, *Hunger Games*. Yep. And I, like, I saw the trailers, and I wasn't really all that excited. A prequel to *Hunger Games*. Mm-hmm. Like, I like *Hunger Games*. Okay, that last movie. What was it called? *Mocking Mockingjay. *Mockingjay*. Part one and kind two. of lost me, uh, and I don't remember anything about that movie except that it had an explosive ending. I watched and, Catching Fire, uh, <laughs> and that was it. I mean, I watched the first two. <laughs> well, those are the best uh, two. They're... You don't really need to watch Mashing Day. Yeah. Good to know. I, so it was kind <laughs> of like, I, I went in with really low expectations because it's a spinoff, and I'm not excited about it. And with, I, I'm noticing, too, with the strikes, like I haven't seen much trailers <laughs> for things yeah <clears throat> and so my assumption is that the trailers aren't showing like in my mind i go oh this movie's not good because i haven't seen any trailers for it and if the marketing's not good they're not trusting it to do well well yeah. that's not really the case because these it movies that probably are coming would have out, gotten advertising yeah so like these movies that are coming out now 
are still kind of a victim of the strike because it's like, oh, they were still tri- striking, so they couldn't market them. Like, I got a yeah. bunch of I got a bunch of movie posters from my old uh, from the old movie theater because my my cousin used to work there. There's like there was so many extras like and and of stuff they didn't even use because you know like because they of the strike. Yeah. So it's and so my wild. head, I'm like, this movie's not gonna be great. I didn't even see any ads yeah. for it, but of course I didn't because the strike was happening. So yeah, and I think the only one you we probably did watch was maybe we probably talked about it like a month or two ago on the podcast. Right. Yeah. And that was we like, watched yeah. it on YouTube every once in a while, but yeah, yeah. No, the movie really surprised me. It's very well written, and it showed me. I always go back to MCU because I'm such an MCU fan, and I don't think that we have a superhero. What do they call it? Uh, fatigue. I think we just have a bad writing fatigue and yeah. uh, guardians three really showcases that a lot. The, this movie, not, I'm not saying it's a masterpiece by any means, but they tried to have a pretty good story. And I think they did a, a decent job of it. And there were twists and turns and it mm-hmm. was, it was interesting. And I feel like Marvel movies these days just aren't interesting. Yeah. And they're not trying for the story factor. And this, this did, which yeah didn't have to you know it's just like a spinoff thing it could have been just like a myth movie but it actually was pretty interesting to watch nice that's cool that makes yeah. me interested to check it out acting was well done the story was good uh i don't think there was much in special effects but they didn't really need to be it's good stuff that is all that i watched though what did you watch LJ? nice um so i watched a couple things um i watched a few weeks ago i guess at this point i watched five nights at freddy's which i thought was not bad it was okay like it yeah was, right exactly yeah just, like i was like huh like it's time. not it's not really scary um it's mm-hmm. definitely got like a mystery like a story to it that i didn't really like it's it's nothing that deep but i'm like huh this is actually kind of a fun movie um it feels Feels like an early two thousands, late nineties movie, I guess, yeah. um, which makes sense. But uh, it wasn't bad. I was like, I was like, I actually kind of enjoy this. Like, so I, I yeah, know, it's like, it's fun. It's cheesy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And would you agree? I think like I like Josh Hutcherson kind of carries that movie in my opinion. What do you think? He does. I think he definitely yeah. does. Um, like he acts really well in it. Hmm. I mean, they're not like there's a lot of people in it, but yes, he's definitely. And I feel like as the like lead role, you kind of have to. Um, but it's like if if you don't care about if you don't care anything about like what's happening to the main character, then you're not going to really care about the movie as a whole. So oh, it's absolutely, just like, totally. Yeah, um, you definitely get invested in this little mystery that they have going. Um, and it even it wasn't bad, even though like I had I think I had most of the movie spoiled for me on TikTok um like before i watched it but even then like i feel like they're still like i still hadn't seen the movie so i was like oh okay like this makes more sense now um but it was good it was fun i'm I'm very surprised i guess i had low expectations um if you want more of a hardcore version or more of a scary version um i'd say check out willie's wonderland with nicholas cage yes that's a rated r movie but it is if you're like into like slasher like like violent stuff like that like then i guess check it out um if you if if you're into that sort of thing uh i thought it was a i thought willie's wonderland is a fun movie so it's like i think a lot of people go are going into five nights at freddy's wanting like something scary because oh the games are scary there's jump scares but that's 
not really what this is, which I think that's okay too. Like I yeah, and like I agree. Like uh, my nephew watched it with me, and he's like, oh. and he's maybe a little young still, because he's like six. But still, mm-hmm. it's like I guess they had to make it tame because I think like that's where most people know Five Nights at Freddy's is like, oh, YouTube or you know, like yeah. I feel like it's one of those weird franchises that weirdly got popular on YouTube, like Hello Neighbor. I think is yeah. one of those ones like. There's all this Indigia, Five Nights the at Dark Descent. Yeah, is another one. There's um, all this like Five Nights at Freddy's bunch. merch like that has been around for years, and like for some reason like Hello Neighbor is in that camp too, and I'm like that's so weird. Um, so it's just one of those even weird... like even like Slender, the original mm-hmm. Slender games. Like yep. there was it's it's oh, all and man. again I also watched yeah. a video essay on this recently because mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But <laughs> basically, it was it was just a reflection on. The really popular horror indie games that came out mm-hmm. during like the early 2010s, 20s or mm-hmm. mid early mid 2010s, yeah, and how that kickstarted so many YouTubers into becoming super popular, and mm-hmm. also these games to becoming really popular. It was like a really yep. symbiotic relationship where these games just happened to be coming out, and they yep. were super. They ended up becoming super duper entertaining to watch. I mean, yeah. I've watched a lot of them, so like I was in that era, right? I, yeah. I watched a lot of YouTubers playing those types of games, and yep. like Poppy's just... Playtime is like an extension of that. Apparently, like that's like you know, like that's like a yeah. thing these days, you know. Exactly, and then there's games where exactly kind of now it's almost like as if creepy they're, they're designed pa- it's like for that. The like pasta stuff, you know, it's still kind like of like bending the ink machine. There's a lot of controversy that... behind their devs, yes. but I know, especially them. Yeah. I think they really were like trying to, and I think Hello Neighbor to a good extent too. They were trying to like ride. They were trying to hop on that YouTuber train because it's free That's publicity. True. It gets people to play your game, but it's not always that successful. Like, yeah, <laughs> I remember specifically Hello Neighbor. Yep. There was this time in which they would tweet to MatPat like daily or multiple times a day <laughs> trying to get MatPat to notice because oh if you gosh. don't know who MatPat is, one, he was in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie um, yep. and, and two, it's because he makes all these game theory videos, right? He's the game theorist and so he makes which a we lot were of mentioned them in, we were, we were mentioned in, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. MatPat knows who we are. Yep, he does. Yeah, he does. Exactly. He does know who we are. It's pretty great. Um, but either way, yeah, so... I just think that's crazy. I don't really remember where I was going with that, but like, yes, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy is is I don't think was designed to become super popular and viral, but it happened to become it, super yes. popular and viral, and then it caused people, like literally people like Matt Pat, Markiplier, PewDiePie, uh, Jacksepticeye, yep. people to like get really popular. It's like it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's so weird. Yep, it's it's it weird. It's it's an era. Yeah, it's an era that I'm definitely like. <laughs> I was not a part of, but it's it's fascinating. Um, yeah, I was I was way too into it. <laughs> the um, I was like addicted, other... and I'm like I need to stop. And then stop yeah. The uh, the other movie I watched, um, I finally watched it. My plan was I actually bought Oppenheimer. I was gonna watch both movies in a weekend. Oh and my kind gosh! Of do, I can kind of do my own Barbenheimer thing, but I just yeah. I, didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to. Um, but I watched Barbie, and so yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought it was super mm-hmm. smart. Um, it's definitely like dumb on purpose. Um, I think it has a lot to say. Like it does it in a very surface level way, but it's like I totally get like from like multiple pers- perspectives. Like you know the whole message behind it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I think like there's definitely people I know that have went to see it, and and like those themes like fly are gonna fly over people's heads. I think, um, you know, very casual like movie audiences, which I love that. Like it wasn't just this like, oh, we're gonna make a movie about Barbie and it's gonna be this thing to get you know people like into our into this brand again or something. Like it wasn't just nostalgia. Like I'm like oh. Like, this director mm. who's well-known, like, she's actually going to do something fun with it. And, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. Like, this, it it was super funny. There's a scene, which is one of my favorite things, that uh, Margot Robbie does when she, like, stiffens up. At, like, when she sits down and stiffens up like a board and falls over like a, bar, like a Barbie. I was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, that is so funny. Because she, like, played it. I wonder how many takes they did that in or if she just did it. Because I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like, just the way she did that. Like, um, so It was I, always I so interesting it's... to me, the conversations I would have with people on that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for some, it would be like, uh, it was so cerebral. And they're like, yeah, they had a good message. And I'm like, but did you see the message within the message? Nope. And nope. Like... Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. We're like, like what? Well, there's a large part of that movie that's going to fly over people's heads. And I know some of my that happened with some of my family, too. They just didn't really get get the whole thing. But I just really loved how, like, there's this perspective when you look at the movie advertised. You look, you, it's like, oh, that's going to be a girl power movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. it kind of is, but not in the way that people, like, were thinking or tried to accuse it of being, I think. Like, there's definitely, like, I guess from the male and female perspective, something for, there's something for everybody in that movie, I think. And I think that's... Yeah. To me, that's exciting. It's well written. You were talking about like something being well written earlier, and I'm like, yes, this was very clever, mm-hmm. um, and fun, and super fun. I don't want to lose the fact that it was. It is a dumb fun movie. So um, <laughs> it just goes deeper than I think anybody, any casual audience goer or any casual movie goer probably expected. Right. I mean, Which, it even I, took I me like a week after watching it because uh, mm-hmm. I watched it and I was like, oh, they're like, this is what they think guys are you know with uh, ken stuff because i got really into the ken thing and yes, like the ken yes. message is good um uh, but i started thinking about it more and i was like what they learned like what how he learns what a man mm-hmm. is yes. is through corporations and so yes. they literally did to ken what barbie in the real world our world has done to barbie mm-hmm. and so I mean, they were informing it is yeah informing i'm like, like what ken was being wasn't what a man is it was what mm-hmm. corporations say a man should be yes and there's so much to it it just but, gets but it's actually so i do not get i'm gonna maybe this is a hot take no go for it go for it if people don't get the point of the barbie movie or i won't say to the point where if you don't like it but if you don't like it because of how they do represent like gender when it comes to like ken and barbie um then you just don't get the movie that's what I'm you're missing like, the, you point. the point yeah exactly, the point. exactly. It's, like there's so many so people funny. who are just like well they're just it's just it's just um uh, uh it's just like sexist it's sexist i'm like no you literally missed the point Sorry. exactly and that's kind of what yeah. i was trying to say i guess like they think the movies they think it's trying to be sexist but i'm like nope because there's some stuff that ken does that i'm like guys definitely do that like, you know? too, <laughs> like, is like, that it's... well it's so funny because uh maybe mild spoiler there's a scene in the movie where like a lot of the the dude dolls or you know the ken and, and his bros they do this thing where they sing to yes. uh, the ladies the lady like barbie and her friends and yeah 
I like one. I, th- I like already died like when I was watching the first time. But I I actually watched uh, Camp Rock again recently just because my sister oh, wow. and I watch these stupid cheesy Disney Channel movies every once in a while. And there's a scene that is just so funny because like when I watched Barbie, I was thinking specifically of the scene with Cam- in Camp Rock where Joe Jonas is singing to Demi Lovato. And now that I'm watching Camp Rock, I think of the Barbie scene. So now there's just <laughs> this connection in my brain. This like forever loop and connection where like every time i see barbie i think of barbie i think of camp rock and every time i think of camp rock i think of That's barbie, great. barbie. it's so funny um <laughs> but you know what's funny too is because I, I, I remember talking to you know my husband daniel a lot after this movie and how like i was super able to relate to all this stuff barbie was like doing and talking about but he was able to relate for, from the ken side obviously right. because mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm a woman he's a man mm-hmm. but I think what was also interesting was there's also this idea of like, well, what, what is a man and woman? What are you made for? And what are, where are all these themes are pointing to? And I think mm-hmm. it was funny. My husband was so like frustrated because <laughs> the point, we don't understand the point of like why people exist. It's because of God, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. God. And so it's, it's like, so it's almost fr- like, I love the movie, but it's almost frustrating to see it get so like close to yeah. hitting the nail on the head where it's like well what is what are man and woman and what are what are yes. we like made for what's our purpose well it's not corporations and i'm like it's okay almost, cool it's, if it's, it's not corporations it's like what is it what is it they, it's god it's god you just don't want to say it you just don't want to yeah it's, it's like, like they get they get real <laughs> close coward. to something and then they just yeah. don't touch it you know yeah they're just yeah. like well we're gonna leave it open-ended i'm like no don't leave it open-ended we know what the answer is you just don't want to say it. i love that it got me thinking that it got me thinking way more than i expected it to you know to yes. get so good. and it's i was like so funny. That's, it is there are scenes that i genuinely laughed out loud and like, i was just like oh my gosh this is so stupid and just watching the actors like watching the actors do what they do is so like ryan gosling is freaking great in that movie too yeah uh, Ryan Gosling <laughs> may have ruined himself for me. I there's yeah. some new movie coming out called The Fall Guy. Yes, I watched the trailers, I and all that. I can think of is Ken. The he's, enti- Ken. he's playing the same character. He's just he Ken. Is Ken. He's just. Ken. Say, there are some characters. There are some actors for just that character. I added. Uh, yeah. um, I added uh, the the Ken song to my like Spotify playlist yesterday, <laughs> and I'm like, this is a bop. <laughs> I'm like straight up. So good. He's literally playing this like he could be a Ken in that movie. He is a stunt double, and he wants to date the director, and so he's just being charming and and Ken like. He's just Ken again. He's just Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to uh, the movie news, Shelley. Yeah. So first off, we have a trailer for a movie called The Shift. And it's from yeah. Angel Studios, which, if you don't know, mm-hmm. is a like Christian movie company. They do The Chosen. If you haven't seen The Chosen, definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. It's, very it's a TV good. show. Yes. Yeah. So they they're making a new movie, and when you look when you when you just watch the trailer with like no context, you're kind of like, what's kind of what's, what's going, going on? on? Okay, yeah. okay. And then when you're like, oh, this is Angel Studios. Oh, this makes way more sense. But like, not in a bad way. It almost mm-hmm. makes it better because uh, it's it's a Christian side. It makes it more right? justified, I guess. It's it like makes still, it more. It's it's still slightly cringy, but like not like I don't know. It's it walks this line. I feel like you know. I don't think yeah. it would have been as cringy to me if they wouldn't have gone with "Little Light of Mine" as a song. Like I the movie totally looks agree. good to me. 
Yeah. I was uh, like, what does this have to do with the, the point of the entire... <laughs> yeah. Like, they're talking about how this guy will, like, shift and see this, like, dystopian sort of world, which, like, that's kind of cool. And, like, later on they're talking about, like, oh, well, we need to find hope here. And I'm like, okay. Uh, but why is this song... Is that why the song's related? What? Yeah, huh? this little light Like, I don't understand it. And this weird, like, trailers do this thing now where they just put every song in minor and then make it your song for your... (laughs) And they did that with, yeah. Just make it creepy. Um, Yeah, that felt... I think that's what made it cringy to me was just that song. I was like, you should have gone with something different. But Like, it it definitely looks more like a, like, B, like a C-tier, like, low-budget movie rather than just like, oh, this looks like a Christian movie or something, you know? Like, exactly. I wouldn't even go C-tier. I would say maybe B-movie in a way. Say. It reminds me a lot of, like, Netflix releases. Um, true, true, yeah. It, what's that one with, uh, it's not Stephen Amell, it's his brother, Robbie Amell. Um, it's something about a time loop, but it's got kind of sci-fi vibes. That, and then, uh, Adam Project. It has some kind of Adam Project vibes to me, too. yeah. Yeah. And Adam Project like, was good. Adam Project was great. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just think uh, I'm thankful that finally we're not seeing a Christian movie that's like, oh, in this university full of atheists, <laughs> yeah. one Christian will prove it all to them. See, and, and that's or like, I, like, look at this yeah. miracle, and we can't explain this miracle, so it has to be God. Like, sci-fi mm-hmm. is way more interesting. Come on now. Like, Come on. Angel it's Studios is doing better. some really cool stuff. Uh, like, Sound of Freedom, I, I mean, I I did a kind of appreciate their, like, I never saw that movie, but I loved I how it. Yet, that, I've heard it's great. It, it barely looked like a, you know, like a Christian-based studio made it. Like, it looked almost like an action movie that, like, Gerard Butler would have been in or something like that. Or That's cool. Like, Liam Neeson, you know, like, yeah. would have been in. I think that's what know? we should probably expect from Angel Studios, or I guess yeah. that, like, that would be the bar to me, would be um, not big movie theater budget movies hollywood budget movies but uh these kind of like netflix-esque like hulu like the, the only reason i recognize their movies is because it's literally their their movies you know their angel studios like we know what they yeah. are you know like i'm really excited about what they've been working on i, I keep getting ads and uh, i hate to do this but i do it when i see the ads at angel studios i kind of just kind of scroll past um uh, it was actually made me like kind of give this a second look was that it was on screen rants and i was like oh well Screen Rant's talking about it. Maybe it is a big deal. But they also have something I'm intrigued in called uh, Gabriel and the Guardians. Have you guys seen that at all? Uh-oh. Trailers? I'll just send it your way. Uh-oh. It is in the art style of Dragon Ball Z. And it's an anime Uh-oh. about uh, Gabriel the Angel. There's actually a... Super cool. There's actually a movie, I think, this that comes out this month. Oh, I know oh, the Cray. Yeah, Lecrae plays playing Angel I Gabriel. Yet, I can't think of what the movie is called off the top of my head, but I do think that was kind of cool that he got to be in that. Like, it was, but that, I definitely I want to see what that Gabriel and the Guardians thing is. Though. There's That's another thing cool. that they're doing too, um, the Wing Feather Saga, uh, huh. which looks a lot like um, kind of Dragon Prince esque. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm saying with that is like they're they're trying a lot of different things that I, I think is really cool that they're like actually going out and yeah um, like I, I give them props for the effort you know like i give them yeah. props for like shelly said yeah. it's not you know god's not dead it's like right. actual um media that is just happens to be christian kind of thing yeah, yeah. and again like like what i was saying with the barbie movie and sort of in combination of like what we even do here decent grace i 
you can find God in pretty much anything. And Jeez. sometimes you just need to sometimes something being Christian isn't about like, yeah. oh, it's just, is it making all these references is doing all this stuff. But sometimes it's just naming what's obvious because in a yeah. lot of media, you'll see like these themes that for a Christian, at least maybe just for me, it seems obvious like, oh, this is what this is, right? This is mm-hmm. what it's like, especially ideas of like, what are we like living for? Ideas of like mm-hmm. hope and joy um, and emotions and, and things like that. Yeah. I mean, literally so many different things, so many different like movies and games and stuff. Sometimes all it takes is like naming that thing. It doesn't have to be this like, oh, we're overcoming this really dark thing or i mean it can be i don't know i was thinking of uh mm-hmm. was it darkest dungeon <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. have to be like a um, oh you're participating in this super sinful life and now you're turning your entire life around it can be yeah. though if you make it interesting and if you make it realistic uh but sometimes you can just make a sci-fi movie and you're fighting the devil and that's kind of cool and that can be christian itself as like well. it, it reminds me of like um a thing you mentioned with barbie and then like we're talking about sci-fi um, in Blade Runner 2049, um, whenever Batista's character, ta- I forget who he's talking to, and he says, like, oh, but you've never seen a miracle because of the whole replicant, replicant being born, right? You know, they're supposed uh-huh. to be replicants. They're not supposed to be real people. But yeah. it's just, like, a miracle is such a, f- you know, a miracle is kind of a term, I guess, that could get, could get thrown around. But, like, a miracle is such a faith, the word miracle to me is just such a faith-based thing where yeah. it's, like... To a to a replicant or a robot, he sees something as like spiritual, and I'm just like, it's so wild. Like you know, like you can find the message of faith in like anything. You know, even like for a technically what's supposed to be a robot to like feel something spiritual or like you know, it's just wild to me. And I think that's like, like they get there again. You know, like with the themes of creation. You know, like but it's just like, dang. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. Again, sometimes you just it's it's refreshing. Yeah. And something could be dubbed Christian just by by naming that. Yeah. Exactly. Like I always go to like one of my favorite movies. I I sort of like take this idea from is Moana, because mm-hmm. the ocean leading Moana to go on her journey feels so akin to the Holy Spirit to me. It seems like it's mm-hmm. just the Holy Spirit basically, like in represented for Moana in that way. And basically, making that Christian movie would basically just be saying be naming that that like that's what that is right that's the only difference is like we just had to have to make that step to be able to like kind of make that analogy because mm-hmm. otherwise what does that represent right if you don't have god into the mix what does that represent right is mm-hmm. it important does it matter does it actually like affect your life because at least for me things only really do when i look at it from that spiritual standpoint of like oh this can affect me because god is real and the holy spirit's real and jesus is real and all that stuff right Otherwise, then it's like, what's even the point? <laughs> what's even the point of any of it? Like, mm-hmm. Barbie movie, what's the point of asking what you're living for if there is no answer? Right. And do you have to find the answer yourself? Or can you look to God, right? I don't know. That's just, I'm kind of on the soapbox yeah. a little bit. But, you know. That makes sense. Anyway, uh, let's stop talking about that. Let's talk about the next news <laughs> piece. <laughs> I don't know how to transition, <laughs> so I'm just like hard cutting it off. We're getting another Karate ha. Kid movie, ladies Drop and gentlemen. Drop kick that out of there. Uh, crank <laughs> kick, sorry. Crank kick that out of there. Nice. Uh, we're getting another <laughs> Karate Kid movie, but that we're getting a, it. That, that was an illegal um, 
Stop. Like a transition. An illegal segue. Just say the mo- Let's just talk about it. Like news. Um, so it's going to have Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio, which is cool. Um, because obviously they were in the original ones. And usually I am so pessimistic to old movie franchises being brought back out of the woodwork with the original actors. I think it always feels really tacky and desperate, but I feel this is an exception specifically because of the existence of Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually if this was just coming out of nowhere and Cobra Kai didn't exist, I would be just be like, oh, like they're doing desperate again. They just want to make another, you know, karate kid movie, blah, blah, blah. But here there's like a universe game for They've, <laughs> like they've proven whole... they've proven their chops, I guess, to like do yes. it to do it right. What surprised me was the last time. Have we wait? Did you say Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Did we get there? Uh, yes. Ralph Macchio said that he wasn't in this movie. That they were making some new Karate Kid movie that they he was not involved with, and that it was going to be this like whole different thing and a spinoff, and we all hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are. I'm excited oh, the Jane Smith it. version. But now, I mean, again, and maybe it's a slight bias because I do really like Cobra Kai, but I think, again, we've talked about Cobra Kai. We talked about how that show is really great because not only does it directly reference the original Karate Kid movie that everybody loves, they also reference and bring characters back from the other movies mm-hmm. that are already, like, they're very well known as not being very good. Like, they really maintain the whole Karate Kid timeline. And they respect all of its material. And so I think if this, it doesn't even necessarily have to correct, like directly connect with Cobra Kai. Like I'm sure there's going to be a reference or two or like, I just, it it might be really hard for him to stay completely away from all Cobra Kai stuff. Like I don't want to necessarily turn into an MCU situation. Right. But I think the point it being is that it is so respectful to the original material. Yeah. And, um, this could be a really cool addition to that world that they're already kind of making, that sort of timeline that they're already making. It could kind of add in, and then maybe the next season of Cobra Kai will talk. I don't know. I think it could. I don't think it. I think Do you think fun. we'll get a Jaden Smith? Uh, in this? With Jackie Chan? Because Jackie Chan was his Miyagi. I think that'd be sick. We have to. <laughs> It'd be I'll so be weird. Honest. I grew up watching that Karate Kid. I did not See, grow up watching the original Karate Kid. And, I grew and up that's watching what the I was going to say. One. That's what I was going to say. There's definitely an audience for the Jaden Smith one. I actually didn't mind it. I'm like, okay, this isn't the thing that I, like, I I'm sure it. people yeah. want. But I liked it. I thought it was fine. I'm like, this is this is all right. I think so, it was the weird special effects. Look. They made it like a con- like an old Kung Fu movie, and that made it weird. Having kids like still like beat up on each other was kind of still odd, you know. I guess. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was a neat idea though. Where you know, Karate Kid mm-hmm. is the original. I don't know. Like it's just a random white kid in California learning karate. Mm-hmm. I really liked the spin of like here's this kid who's like also a person of color in china it almost feels like a proper like it feels like it makes a lot more sense that way i guess it makes way more sense because like if you've ever been to you know china or anywhere near china there aren't Mm -hmm. a lot of other people there right like even if you're white if you go there you are an exception and people will stare at you Mm -hmm. so that is gonna be even intensified if you're a person of color right and i think that was explored really well 
Um, and it also just, I mean, it's not just like you're moving, like already moving is hard, but mm-hmm. it's like, cause I, I've never really liked the whole trope of like, oh, you're moving and you're the new kid and the bullies are just going to pick on mm-hmm. you. It's like, no, they not justified reasons for picking on him, or I guess I, not valid reasons for picking on him, but super understandable and realistic for reasons for picking it's on realistic, him. It's like, yeah. hey, you're, you are literally, you're not from here and we're going to bully you. And he's just trying to make friends, and then he ends up, you know, uh, meeting Jackie Chan or whatever. But either way, <laughs> I, I, I will Chan. say, I will say the only the, the one of the big reasons, at least because of uh, my knowledge, that like the original Karate Kid works uh, to me is because there is like a martial arts scene in Southern California. Oh, like totally. they have like a big there's like a big martial arts tournament in Long Beach. Um, like that's so even mentioned that in fits, like one. Yeah. Of, if that's even mentioned in like I think there was a biopic that was done like on bruce lee and like you know there was like in bruce lee like fought in one of those like tournaments down there too so like and then i think when my brother i think we went on a trip for my brother to compete too so it's like knowing that see that scene is there like that it may may, kind of make sense in that way but yes in the most in the most basic of senses like the Mm -hmm. jaden smith one does work like way better like i don't know if even I don't even know if Jaden Smith necessarily needs to show up in this movie or anything, but I they just, for will. so long, I've wanted that crossover to happen. Yeah, they, need like, to, they need to uh, bust that uh, Never Say Never up in there again, him doing the little dude. rap. They need to- <laughs> well, it's like, long before Cobra Kai was even a thing, I was like, I want Jaden Smith's movie to be, like, canon and part of the greater Karate Kid. I kind of hoped like, for, a, for a sequel, that. but they never did one. I know. So, anyway, who knows? Maybe maybe it won't be connected. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But I who think knows? this will... This this could be good. This this doesn't have to be bad. I hope it's not bad. I hope it's good. And they are doing casting call. Yeah. I think the their next Karate Kid. The next... The next, uh, <laughs> the next Karate Kid was uh, Hillary Swank. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally what By the title. was called. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But, uh, that's we'll what see. we need in Cobra Kai. We need more of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that really could connect things. And then this movie, craziness. Crazy. Um, the KCU Karate Cinematic Universe. I almost feel like this movie should be Cobra Kai's finale. I want oh, to bring that would everyone be amazing. In crazy. <laughs> and then like Jackie the Chan in, brings it full be circle. Inf- the, be be cool. the Infinity War of like, Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just makes sense. It and does. Like, it makes total sense. It's like we're not gonna we're not gonna acknowledge Jackie Chan's I mean, world. I mean, we and are then kind we of, do. Sort of we are kind of in in the end game of Cobra Kai anyway, so it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we'll get Hillary Swank next. Yeah. Uh, yes, we have to. Yeah, if we don't, I'll be very surprised. It'll be because they can't get her. They have to be trying. Yeah. There's no way they're not. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into <laughs> TV we've watched. I actually haven't seen any TV uh, this week. Uh, I'm gonna get you on Invincible, and uh, I want to watch uh, Scott Pilgrim, but I haven't been able to yet. Oh, oh I forgot about Scott Pilgrim. That's so good too. I forgot. <laughs> Go ahead, LJ. You got a few um, things. I do. Well, Scott Pilgrim is really good. Um, so I was one of the people. I was one of the. Actually, I'm probably in the camp of a lot of people. I was first introduced to Scott Pilgrim with the movie. And then I really enjoyed that. And then they made the video game, which is like on sale for like four bucks right now on like every platform, like five bucks. So if you want to go check that out, um, it's really good. Um, and the show is really good. The show, 
and I'm going to say this without any spoilers, the show definitely puts a spin on things in the same way that uh, He-Man did, that He-Man animated show, Revelations. It puts a spin mm. on things like that show does, and I know that show got a lot of flack for it. Be like, oh, this isn't He-Man, you know? But, like, Scott Pilgrim does something in a similar way, and I think it's really good for it. Um, it definitely changed, like, it definitely adds more to every character in it, not just the main character. It's, you know, a lot of the evil exes and just all of Scott Pilgrim's, like, all the supporting characters. Um, they definitely get their time in the, in the spotlight. Um, really good writing. Um, that's going to be my theme for the, the, the TV I'm talking about because everything I feel like I'm, I've been watching is so well written. Um, Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. is super good. I actually found out the books like because I've been wanting to read the Scott Pilgrim books. They're all free yeah. on on. They're all free on Prime Reading right now. Yo. And Kindle. Yes. And so like I have the volume one downloaded because like I want to check it out, but. Like, that's my only gap in my fandom. Like, I think I reviewed a board game for our tabletop department one time. That was Scott Pilgrim, because I was the only one with the knowledge on it. <laughs> um, which it wasn't even that extensive. So, super good. Um, the other show I have watched, and I binged all of most of it in, like, a day. I watched, like, four episodes in a day, was uh, Loki. Uh, I finally I finished season two. And that ending, that show is, like... It's a lot more, like, concise. Like, it's a lot more focused than I expected they were going to get. Like, mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be... They were trying to... I, I, uh, I figured they were going to try to connect some threads, so to speak. Um, but they <laughs> they definitely right. didn't. And I, I really love... a char- Loki used to be a character I did not care about at all. Just this cheesy villain, like... Oh, it's Tom Hiddleston, so everybody can simp over him. Cool, whatever. Um, but he has one of the most, to me, one of the best character arcs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Um, that's such a turnaround for a character. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. Um, super good. I, I do recommend it. Um, well written. Uh, Marvel can, whoever wrote that, like Marvel can still like produce good, like well written stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, then I have, I am caught up on Invincible. Um, if y'all want something, if, I don't know, I mean, I guess the violence and stuff like that, yeah, the adult content is like, sure, if you're not comfortable with that, then don't watch it, but, I mean, it's definitely mostly just, like, super bloody and violent, I think. Yeah, it's gory. Yeah. Um, but it, um, it's super good. It's still really good. Um, season two has not disappointed at all. And, um... I think, uh, for those of you who have not cut up on it, it's so worth it. Uh, I, I don't watch show like I don't I don't keep up with shows much these days. I feel like, but every Friday night I've been watching, or Saturday morning I guess that like instantly like whenever it comes out, when I get a chance when I get off work I'm like yeah I'm watching Invincible. So, um, yeah, super good. All really good cool. shows. Yeah. We will get into the TV news then. Got a couple of big ones here. Uh, let's start with the one that's probably a little bit smaller, and that is that Marvel's What If Season 2 has a trailer. Uh, it came out a little while ago, but we missed last week for Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. um, No, it looks really great. It's coming out on December 22nd for nine days in a row, if I that's weird. saw that right. Yeah, nine yep. consecutive days, as our gift to you is how the uh, description's written. Um, I mean, you could have just so, put it uh, in one day. Yeah, that it's a weird a thing to nice do. gift. <laughs> but I don't... I don't hate this. It's better than having to wait weekly kind of thing. And yeah. uh, 
I honestly, I don't know. I might actually want this more. Like if Loki were to come out uh, one episode a day mm-hmm. per week, and then I could go to work and have something to talk about every single day. <laughs> uh, I think that'd be cool. I yeah. I don't know if I would necessarily want that with Loki specifically because Loki mm-hmm. was so good and there was so much to process. But some of these weaker shows like Secret Invasion that would be cool to come out daily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what if uh, season two is interesting because there's like a new hero that's like not like I guess it's original to like What If. And yeah, it's like, that, it's that's like a native. Crazy. I think it's like a native looking American. Looking girl, de- definitely Native American, yeah. Yeah, I don't. And she's not what... Echo. She's from the R- past. Yes, and so it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, like they're trying to create a new character for TV. My biggest burn from season one was that Supreme Strange never made a cameo in Multiverse of Madness, and that made no sense to me. That would have been awesome, but Multiverse of Madness wasn't that great either. So, like, why <laughs> even make Supreme Strange if you're not going to showcase him in? In a multiverse-themed thing. Yeah, like that was... I thought it was a setup for Strange or for Doctor Strange, and it wasn't at all. Uh, he fights someone with a, a beard, and I thought that was going to be some Super Strange, and it wasn't at all. <laughs> it was just and, zombie. Uh, yeah, it was just like a bad, you know? <laughs> such a broken um, opportunity. Lost opportunity. So uh, it's weird, so, because, like, is the what-if universe, like the multiverse thing, the same as Doctor Strange's multiverse? And then, like, we got Loki's timeline stuff now. Like, is there, like, two or Yeah, the multiverse is based off of the timeline. It's a multi-multiverse. Yeah. So, the multiverse (laughs) couldn't happen. What if couldn't happen until the timeline started branching? Ah, that makes sense. And that's why we haven't seen anything branched in the movies until before Loki. uh, Loki opened the door. I think. Canonically, that's what makes sense to me. That fits Uh, better in my headspace than, like... Okay, which is which? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so now it's really all over the place because of this uh, Loki. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it would make more sense to me if they would have like they had the the nod. Uh, I think it was in the ads, but spoiler for Multiverse of Madness, they had Agent Carter, Captain Carter, in in Multiverse of Madness. But it was like mm-hmm. you literally had a Doctor Strange in there. Everything they teased was cameos, you know? Like, it was just... Yeah. It wasn't really, like, anything important. Like, if they would have put Supreme Strange, even as a cameo, I guess, like, I just... That would have paid off this, the show a mm-hmm. bit more, because right now I'm kind of like, what's the point of the show besides the showcase us? Yeah, because the Supreme worlds. Strange stuff was mm-hmm. nuts. Like, that whole story of Supreme Strange is crazy. Which, I want to say that. Totally fine if that's what you want to do. If you not yeah. don't want it to have anything to do with the real, like, movie universe. But they did. Like, they made it this like canonical story in the end of mm-hmm. what if season one if you haven't seen it go watch it. it's super cool mm-hmm. um it all has a point but if you're gonna give it a point then allow it to have its place in the mcu too mm-hmm. i think but oh yeah it's just weird decision making my, um, my opinion but this looks good i'm excited for it I yeah i'll check it out yeah some really cool what ifs going on in there mm-hmm then the other thing, this is huge to me. Uh, Dave Filoni has become the chief creative officer of Star Wars, and wow. that's a pretty big role. That uh, is. Dave Filoni, if you like Star Wars, uh, it's probably like stuff that Dave Filoni has done. Yeah, I I still think Dave Filoni is uh, is the best option. I think. I mean, I think he's still like. There are times where I feel like like not that. Not that he's, like, full of himself or whatever, but I feel like... No, I know what you mean. 
there's just like so much especially i guess with like the reception on clone wars and rebels and stuff it's like like that stuff is all still really good but like i don't know there's just something about like there are times where it's like ooh, like i hope he his what he does and his ideas like stay consistent yeah. you know because i feel like like even the boba fett thing and like even mandalorian to agree to a degree like i feel like there's some stuff that I still really like that Dave Filoni's doing, and there's stuff that I'm like, oh, that seems a bit too much. Yeah, um, like, he struck gold with Clone Wars. And did he work on Rebels, too? Yes. So, yep. both of those, right? And those were obviously, Rebels is, like... more, is more, like, shorter and consistent, I feel like. For they sure. still had the first season that was kind of eh, you know, still felt very kids showy, But, like, that show definitely evolved, like... Yeah, like the they, like a bunch of people watch Clone Wars, and then yeah. Rebels, of course, and then Star Wars and Disney Plus, and they're just like, "Well, let's put these shows back on there." And now we gotta, we're gonna make a bunch of content that are in these that's in this timeline, yeah. and we're gonna. Well, we had characters who are from this timeline. Let's throw them in there. And Dave Filoni, guys, just seems like I get the feeling he yeah. really, really likes his characters. He really, really likes his stories. And a lot of them are really good and really great. But he also might be having to I'm do like, this stuff for the Not big everything dogs. needs to be Clone Wars. Right. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. Disney, I think, I don't know if it's Disney that's being like, oh, you have to include this stuff or whatever. True. Yeah, who knows? Um, but I, yeah. I know, yeah. So it's just one of those things. I'm like, what's Disney trying to control in it? And what's he trying to control? Kind yeah, of a thing. All, yeah, all I know is yeah. that especially Big Boba Fett seems that particular is so like <laughs> obvious it seems like because the entire book of Boba Fett, the entire show is one thing and then like two yeah. or three episodes are entirely <laughs> different and it's like oh yeah, Dave Filoni was in charge of those and that just seems like <laughs> oh my gosh like yeah. But those were the best episodes. <laughs> so it's kind of like a yes. what do mm-hmm. you do? Like, and then John Favreau with like Mandalorian stuff. It's like yeah, 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 it's kind of wild. It's I, I mean, I think this one is thing overall to note, positive, but yeah, I just don't want one thing to know. He thing. didn't do Andor, right? And he only allegedly crazy. directed a scene in Rogue One, and that was Darth Vader massacring oh, okay. a bunch of rebels. Interesting. Uh, I just I don't want is, like yeah. Okay, I was just gonna say I don't I don't want it to be like too much of a good thing kind of because i feel like we uh-huh. could, we're already kind of like heading towards those waters a bit you know i would hope that <laughs> and i think he does have a respect for rogue one yeah. and andor and all those kind of things and so i think that he would probably i think he'll allow that i i would hope that he sees his imperfections of where he can kind of utilize other people for stuff for um, sure it's not we'll just see a one-man show I would hope not. I would worry that he'd be like, no, none of that was mine, so we're going to do my thing. What's up with Star Wars and director issues? Because that's literally, and again, hopefully that doesn't happen because hopefully he can work with other people and again, realize Mm -hmm. that he can't just do his thing all the time. But that's just Star Wars. Is different directors, that's what screwed over the sequel trilogy was the, the, oh, this director, this director, and again, who knows how much Disney had their hand in it, but... I don't know, it just reminded me of that. It's just so unfortunate when you have all these people with all really good ideas, but then you have to have them do a cohesive thing where it's all... Yeah, like, there's not no, really any Maybe just do entirely separate things in entirely mm-hmm. separate timelines. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or not timelines per se, but different parts of the timeline, like different yep. parts of the universe, different parts of the galaxy. There's so much to Star Wars I don't think we need to have it all connected, which I think is why Andor did, you know, was so good. And that's why 
some of this Dave Filoni stuff can kind of feel a little bit, not suspicious, but again, it kind of walks this line of like, okay, we've seen all these characters before and they're really great, but like maybe, maybe we should try something new and maybe we have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to. And again, with different directors and different creators, you could do that. You could have all these different things. And again, I just always think of Star Wars Visions, which is Mm -hmm. such a good show because every episode is just on this little almost slice of life of this one planet with these certain people that are disconnected from all the others and disconnected from all the Star Wars canon we've basically seen so far, and yet they can all simultaneously be part of Star Wars canon. Like, yep. why, don't we, why don't we just do that more? <laughs> yep, so simple yep, to yep, me. Yep. Whatever. It's true. <laughs> well, cool. yeah. We will we'll have to see. only time will tell uh that is the end of the podcast though you guys geeking out about anything else this week nope i think that's it merry christmas yes yeah one there yeah so we got two more weeks you got two more podcasts with us uh, and then we'll be taking our break um all exciting stuff (laughs) i think that's it uh shelly where can they find you at um you can find me on twitter at the shell shock 24 and lj you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under LJ the Paladin. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Uh, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. <laughs>